It's the doc and the deacon, stethoscope and hope, talking everything from poop to the pope. One believing in spiritual miracles, the other believes in movement bowels that are irritable. Two dads, more like two brothers, and they breaking bread like the Last Supper. This show won't get negative feedback, that'd be like the deacon prescribing a Z-Pack. So don't get it twisted like a Philly pretzel, Foles already told y'all that Philly special. Take notes from the knowledge they're teaching, pay attention, it's the doc and the deacon speaking. Welcome to Doc and the Deacon, a podcast about two dads, one of us believing in the power of science, one of us believing in the power of Jesus, but both of us believing in the power of an ice cold beer. Today on Doc and the Deacon, we're going to talk about uh, dreams. Uh, Deacon. Holla. Have you ever had a dream about me? Ooh. Yeah, I've had some dreams. I don't want to say that they were specifically about you, but you have made an appearance in my dreams, okay? It's not like you were the main character in my dreams. You just had like a cameo. You know, I, I've always thought if I knew someone famous who made movies, I, I know I'm not an actor, but like I want to be a cameo. Like I want to be, I want to get killed on The Walking Dead as like a zombie. Oh, see, I want to be, I want to be a main character. <laughs> I'm not surprised by that. <laughs> and you know what? It, uh, I feel like dreams are great, but nightmares are bad, right? Yeah. But on Sunday nights is when The Walking Dead is. Like the night before we're supposed to be getting ready for the week? Yeah. How are you going to be feeling ready and spry for work on Monday morning after watching some of that? Yeah, I've never seen any episodes of The Walking Dead. Well, just so you know, Carl is dead. They just killed Carl. Is that a spoiler? Should we say spoiler? Spoiler alert! <laughs> spoiler alert! You know what the worst part is? And they're like, I want grateful, great things for the human race. Yeah. I was rooting for Carl to die. He was a terrible character. I don't know anything about him. I will tell you that the other night I found myself, have you ever seen the movie The Collector? Uh, I have not. Tell me about it. it it's this movie, I guess, where this, uh, this guy has a really wealthy boss. He wants to break into his mansion. Well, somebody else beats him to it and sets up all these traps. It's like... Uh, a cheaper, it's like a, the, the poor man's saw, mm. right? There's all these booby traps and people die in various different ways. There's this one dude who dies with all these bear traps. He literally, he steps in one and then he, it knocks him down. So then his knee get caught, gets caught in one and then he falls backward and his body and head get collapsed by bear. I mean, it's crushed by bear traps. Mm-hmm. An orthopedic surgeon would love that. They'd be like, so many things to fix. <laughs> So dreams. Yeah. Dreams are, the definition is our stories and images our mind creates while we sleep. I always wonder, because I always heard that you had to be in the REM stage of sleep to have dreams, but I've definitely taken a nap, like nodded off for a few minutes and felt like I've had a dream uh, during a brief moment. And then I wondered, could I really found REM that quickly? Not REM, like the band. Stand in the place where you were. Now, baby. You know. Um, So most dreams are during the REM part of sleep, which stands for rapid eye movement. But you can can dream throughout. You can have night terrors in non-REM sleep. So you were right. You were probably dreaming. Okay. Am I dreaming now? (laughs) I I doubt it. But I, I will tell you, Doc and the Deacon, I feel like dreams contributed to it. There was a day. I was sitting there. I'm watching TV, I'm flipping through, 
and Field of Dreams came on. Oh, yeah. If you build it, they will come. Right? And I was like, I mean, if we record it, they will listen. At least a few. That's right. Right? It all started with a dream and a microphone. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> the actual truth is we were sitting at a bar telling stories back and forth. And somebody was like, you should do a podcast. And we were like, how had we not thought of that? I think every story we have starts with, we were sitting at a bar, and then... That is true. Right. Did you know that women recall more about their dreams than men? I did not know that. I mean, that makes sense, though. They do pay a lot more attention to detail. My wife remembers what I did wrong on, like, Mm. December 13th of 2011. She don't remember me doing the dishes, making dinner, making the bed, right? Oh, she's been gone for a few days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I literally put like 10 things in the dishwasher and just run it. Like, (laughs) I don't want to have things build up. I I don't really know what to do. I also put all the toilet seats up. Oh, that sounds fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't have extra time for that. People are very worried in my line of work about having nightmares. I am often worried about nightmares with, with the children. Isn't it kind of like natural? Everyone has nightmares. Yeah, and I wonder what contributes to them. Are there events that happen? Like, can we, you know, if the kids have good experiences, can they be prevented from having nightmares? But I don't necessarily think so. Well, nightmares are absolutely more common in people who have had anxiety disorder, uh, major depressive disorder, and especially uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. Okay. The thoughts are now with nightmares is that the treatment is dream re-imaging. Dream re-imaging. So, so this doesn't have anything to do with their, your gut microbiome. It, I'm sorry. At gut this microbiome. At this point, it does not. The thought is, if you're having nightmares, that you write down what happens in the nightmare. Okay. You talk through why this happened, and you recreate the story, and you retell the story when you're awake. Oh, man. This is... That's not new. That's what I do with my wife every day. She's like, you did this. And I'm like, hold on, babe. Let's write it down and talk it out. And then we recreate the story. I recreate the story all the time. I like it. I like it. I mean, as a spiritual deacon, it's all about stories. Oh, man, it's all about stories. There's so many stories dealing with dreams in the Bible. And most people know some of the famous ones, right? Like Daniel in the lion's den. I know nothing about Daniel and the lion's den. You know nothing about Daniel? No, I remember Siegfried and Freud when the lion went lion and bit the dude's uh, like head off. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you've never heard of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? I mean, I, in what language is that? You really have never heard of them? I, I have not. I mean, Okay. It's weird, you know, growing up... I believe you know, in science. Did you forget that? No, I know that, but you would think, I've heard a lot about science. I've... You know, so I wonder sometimes, like, you know, if, if people have heard some of the bigger stories. Daniel, you know, was, was working for this king or pharaoh or some, whatever the title was. And the guy was having dreams. And back then they would ask, like, their counselor or sometimes the court jester, somebody to interpret their dreams. We had this dream and, and he wanted somebody to interpret it. And the guy said, oh, tell me the dream. And he says, no, you tell me the dream. <laughs> it was like... No, you tell me the dream. You don't know how this works. And the king was like, okay, well, I'll just cut your head off. So finally, he went through all these people, and Daniel came, told him the dream, 
and then told him what it meant. And so he started to trust. He said, how did you know this? And Daniel says, my God showed me. Mm -hmm. So then he started to believe in Daniel's God and started to trust Daniel and, and this God that he followed until he didn't, you know, until something happened and the people did something. And then all of a sudden it came time again. He had another dream and, uh, and he threw these three guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire. And then, you know, they... Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Wow. Yeah. You know what Freud would have said? No. The tiger was his father who he hated because he was in love with his mother and so he <laughs> bit his head off. I like it. The good old Oedipus complex. Oh, yeah. Freud was very much into the, uh, like, dreams reveal our insight into our emotions and our desires. And okay. He actually wrote a book called The Interpretation of Dreams. Oh, I don't know if I knew that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't check it out. It doesn't sound that interesting. There's a lot about interpretation in the Bible. In fact, the first, like, the first dream we hear about is uh, in the Bible is when Abraham and his wife, they move and they go to this country and, they, they, and he tells, now Abraham's wife was his sister but from his father's side. So she was one of his father's daughters, but not from his mother. So it was a little bit, I mean, how are you going to populate the earth back then, right? Yeah, I mean, we think. We didn't have like Ancestry.com to prove that. Nothing. We didn't have Ancestry, <laughs> no. So, so he's, when they go to this new country, she, apparently she was hot. Wow. Right? They say, the Bible says Sarah was smoking. Okay. I mean, not in those words. But, so, so Abraham says, tell them I'm your brother so they don't try to kill me and steal you. Your brother from another mother? Holla. So they go to this country. The king um, tries to take her to, into his harem. He goes to sleep that night and has a dream. And basically in his dream, God comes to him and says, mm -mm, that ain't yours. Um, step off, homie. You're about to get in some stuff. Mm. And so he wakes up and he goes to Abraham. And he's like, dude, why didn't you just tell me she was your wife? I mean, were these people hanging out on the west side of the dark sea? Uh, something like that. So Abraham says, ah, well, she's, she is my sister, but not my sister and I didn't want you to kill so the guy was so scared of Abraham because of this dream instead of trying to kill him he's like here take this land take these goats and take your hot wife and get out of here <laughs> so yeah you know what it's one of those where when you have a dream the next day you ever feel weird about like explaining it or telling someone because you're you worried they're gonna be like oh my gosh you're messed up that's what you were dreaming about or you start telling it and you forget Pieces of it that would make you seem more sane, but you only remember the really crazy parts? Well, that's probably mostly just how your life goes. No, oh, well, yeah, makes sense. I think we've all had the dream where, like, we show up at, like, school or work, and you're butt naked. Oh, yeah. Why does that happen? I don't know. But I, Freud said something about that, though, didn't he? He said you shouldn't eat a, na you shouldn't eat a sandwich naked in the cafeteria in high school. Oh, that makes sense. They actually, the thoughts are that that means when you have that dream is that it means you're currently feeling vulnerable. There's all these thoughts mm. on like explaining dreams and what they mean. And like if you, if you have a dream and there's a celebrity in it that you feel like you're not being appreciated enough and that you should be considered a bigger deal. Okay. There's like someone who's gone through and figured out what all these dreams mean. I used to have, I, so I, I took psychology my freshman year in high school. And um, the only reason I did that was because it was the only way, one of the only ways, so I took geometry, so I had some 
some 10th and 11th graders in my class. And then in psychology, I had 12th graders in my class. So it was the only way to have like seniors in your class. And Mrs. Tarver, the teacher, was hot. <laughs> right? Speaking of attractive. Okay. My wife had a dream the other day. Huh? Okay. And she wakes up and she's like, I'm kind of upset with you. Oh, God. And I was like, well, what did I do? She's like, well, I had this dream and there was you and this other woman. Yeah. And so, you know what I said? What? <laughs> How'd she look? <laughs> and she's like, that's not important. I was like, just paint me a picture. Use your most descriptive way. There you go. And she's like, I can't believe you said that. I was like, I'm just kidding. It was a dream. And she was actually, I feel like, mad at me. She went downstairs. She made the kids breakfast. Yeah. And she's like, have your woman from that dream make you breakfast. (laughs) It's so nuts. I've been there. Megan has woken up physically mad at me because of something she dreamed. Dreamt. Dreamt. Ooh. I mean, I am a doctor. Have dreamt something she dreamed the night before? Dreamt the night before? I have dreamed. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure about the soliloquy of it all. That doesn't, that's not a real word either. I mean, it's a real word, but it doesn't fit there. Can I tell you my growing up, when we grew up, right? So I was born in the late 70s. You were born in the early 70s? Mid-70s. We'll call it mid. <laughs> we grew up in a tough time for dreams. Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, yeah. It was like the movie. Yeah, think, well, think about all of them. There was Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, Jaws. But Nightmare on Elm Street is where they kill you while you're sleeping in your dreams. Oh, you die in your dream. Yes, remember and Freddy Krueger comes, and if he kills you during your dream, you're actually dead. You're actually dead. dead. Yes. I do remember that vaguely. I, have, I probably haven't seen Nightmare on Elm Street Oh, well, the, the best part about it was, right, so they made, like, 15 of this terrible movie with um, um, Freddy Krueger, who had yeah. the nails on his hands, um, was when they killed Johnny Depp. That was Edward Scissorhands. No, no, they killed Johnny Depp in one. All of a sudden, he, get, he falls asleep, he gets, he's trying to stay awake, they pull him through the bed, and all of a sudden, blood shoots up onto the ceiling. you got to remember, I grew up in a Christian home, and so I wasn't even allowed to watch, like... Uh, Mr. Rogers, because mm. there was, there were connotations in there that might you you could possibly take the wrong way. So, I I don't know how many actual Nightmare on Elm Streets I've seen, but maybe that's something I should go back and do. No, I don't think you need to. No, you're probably pretty good. All right. Yeah, yeah. But growing up, watching them in a non-Christian home, in a heathen home, focused on science and schoolwork. There's a good song called Heathens, right? What, who is that? 21 Pilots? Oh, well, the best, the best song about dreams is by far... Dream a home, dream a home, dream until your dreams come true. I mean, Steven Tyler in Dream On at the end, that falsetto. Four decades of music. That guy's just, you know, I totally respect him. Uh, I mean, I did, and then he was on American uh, Idol. Yeah, does, that, he lose any, uh, does he lose any points for that? I never knew how many scarves he had. Well, I do know he was addicted to OxyContin. Mm. So I guess he does, as a rock and roller, do you get extra points for that? I mean, since I'm very much, I hate OxyContin. Yeah. I mean, will that, that'll, that'll, will that impact your dreams? <laughs> no. 
My least favorite dream that I've ever heard was not from me. It was from a patient. Oh. The patient came in and they were very upset over a dream. And I said, well, I'm sorry. Don't be that upset over a dream. It can't be that bad. And she's like, well, you haven't heard it yet. And I said, well, tell me about it. And she's like, well, I had this dream. And in it, the doc dies. Mm. And I was like, how? And she's like, I don't remember. But I remember them like wheeling you away. And what did you do? Um... I charge you double for the visit yeah. and kept moving to the next room. Peace out. I mean, gonna, what are you going to yeah, do? Go see, go see more one of my partners. <laughs> the study of dreams is called onerology. Onerology. O-N-E-I-R-O-L-O-G-Y. Okay. If I... Ology I, means study of. It does. Yeah. It does. And so owner, owner obviously means dreams. I guess so. It has to. It makes sense. I feel like... Like zoology is the study of zoos, <laughs> That's animals, right? So, ownerology, owner must be dreams. If you want to remember your dreams, put a notepad next to your bed. Okay. Don't use an alarm clock. Yeah. As soon as you wake up, start writing down little notes of it. And then if it's really creepy, or if you kill your doctor, tell no one. No one. No one. There's actually a, a medicine for quitting smoking. That everyone's very worried about causing nightmares. Which one's that? Chantix? Chantix. Yeah, okay. And so if you smoke a lot, right? If, if you're out there and you're listening to this and you're smoking a pack a day, you could get COPD. Chances are you could get coronary artery disease. You could get lung cancer. Oh, doc, don't give me a medicine that could cause me to have a nightmare. Yeah, I think um, I'll take it's the lesser of four evils. The lesser of two evils? Yeah. Could we say the devil? Evil? What all they what all do they make patches for now? So they make a patch for not smoking. Do yep. they make a, a a birth control patch as well? Of course. Yeah. Um, pain patches. Pain patches. Alzheimer's patches. So if you've got an old person who smokes and has Alzheimer's and forgets that they can't have babies anymore, they could have a still be wearing Ooh, a birth and, control and, patch. And we're sending them and on a pain patch. And we send them on a cruise and we put a motion sickness patch on. So so your nana could be wearing five patches right now. Um <laughs> she sure awesome. could be. She sure could be. It's more likely she's wearing no patches in a diaper. Oh yes. <laughs> so one time I'm trying to convince a patient, hey Try the chantix. you got to stop smoking. All right. This is what we need to do. And I'm getting all this pushback over dreams. And I was like, well, I had a nightmare. And like, tell me about it. And I was like, oh, you got lung cancer from smoking. <laughs> and I think it actually pushed them to consider to uh, try the chantix. That's good. Of which I accepted no money for. They did not buy me lunch. I'm not allowed to accept lunch at this point. Yeah, we can't, save, we can't accept lunch for saving people's lives. That is true. It's just part of the job. I would, though. I mean, and we both do that, right? You, I, I help people find Jesus and, and they have eternal life. And you help people uh, have a healthier life while they're here. That is true. So the average person spends uh, six years of their life dreaming. Mm. And I hope they all spend at least an hour of their life checking out Doc and the Deacon. Dream well. Dream on. Take care. Dream on. Dream on.
Excellent brain trust to market and brandness That's set in stone like the Ten Commandments This show gon' be around for infinite years I think we can all agree on ice cold beers 100% authentic, you can't fake it Often imitated, but never duplicated So knowledgeable, take a lot of facts in Now I'm coming to close it like a Roldis Chapman